Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I am talking to Chris and Chris Pearson from Pearson Street Smashburgers and Melts. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know that I talked with them last year in October. We did a whole week worth of episodes, and actually it was seven episodes, and those started on October 10th, if you'd like to go back and give them a re-listen. They're back again, sharing more inspiration as they prepare to reopen for their second season. Today we're talking about what was learned from last year and how to apply that to the new season. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the guest counts that you guys need, how many people work on your truck again? Right now, uh, last season we had six. Go through um, the position. Before you go any farther, go through the positions for six people, because that's a lot of folks on a trailer. Oh, sorry. Uh, we didn't have six at a time. The most we ever had on a trailer at a time was five. Okay. Uh, maybe on a Friday night, we'd have somebody working the window. Uh, we have somebody working the board. So basically tickets come in, they're calling out and they're, the information, uh, they're packing bags, organizing all that. Uh, one person uh, working dryers, uh, one person working the griddle. And then uh, right beside him, we have uh, one person working sets. So he's, he's doing buns, getting all that stuff while he's just smashing. And then uh, we'd have somebody at the end of the truck uh, and they would be uh, most likely doing emergency prep <laughs> and uh, help maintaining uh, like a floater and help maintaining dish with the pots and pans that we're creating. Okay. Essentially, if, if I'm imagining this right, your people aren't actually moving very far. The food is moving. But the person's only taking a step or two side to side, and that's it. It's not exactly like, okay. Yeah. I've set it up like a line uh, mm-hmm. in a kitchen where uh, you know, separating into stations. So it's a line cook kind of concept. So you come in, you're the grill cook, you're the fry cook, you're the sandwich cook, and everybody uh, produces a portion of the of the plate, right. and it assembles and then gets packaged. And that way, you know, you don't have a lot of spinning, a lot of moving, or anything like that. Super efficient. Yes, it is, and yeah. that, that's a testament to your restaurant background. You you wanted to be efficient. It wasn't like it just happened. You designed it. No, we designed it to be efficient. You know, our average ticket time was six to eight minutes. Uh, when we're maxed, we could do five tickets at once. So, you know, if we did, uh, if we had 15 tickets on board, you're still only waiting 20 minutes, right? Because we do five at once, so, you know, kind of right. thing. You know, so, yes, yeah, it, was, it was super, uh, super efficient. Last year when we talked, we talked about the um, capacity of your grill. Did you ever figure out what that was? Uh, we could put, uh, you mean what we could fit on it? Right. What you could fit on it? Uh, we put uh, up to comfortably 18 during service. Okay. Uh, about a foot and a half to you know, your melts and toast buns and stuff like right. that. We did do one catering event where we had uh, 80 singles. So we, we oh. filled it up three times. Didn't see uh, a thing, Igor. <laughs> didn't see it. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. Um, yeah, so yeah, we can pretty much do 18 patties. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to do 18 burgers. Right. You know, uh, we've had people come to the truck and uh, and, and have uh, what was the record? Eight patties, ten patties last year. Yeah. So you know that's that's an order. You know, one ticket could be a full grill. Right, and that's a good problem to have. Totally good. A lot of food. Yeah. 
You know, and people are cool though. You know, a lot of people, they text us their order or they advance order it. Uh, you know, they, they know they're not going to wait long. They're, they're chill. You know, this year we'll even be in the park. We always have something for uh, them to do. I mean, the last year we had the chalk and the bubbles for the kids. They right. drew parents interactive with it. So, you know, once they're, you know, they're uh, being interactive or something, like that, time goes by and next thing you know, their name's being called the food stuff. People are also a lot more receptive to waiting a little bit longer when they can kind of see how efficient that we're working in there, that it isn't people being slow because they're being slow yeah. or they're on their phones or something. Like they see that we're getting pumped. Well, we, and we have a, we have a unique style too, right? Like we, we verbally call names, mm-hmm. right? So your ticket name, uh, we have a very verbal vocal truck, right? So whoever's calling board is, you know, sure you can turn around and read your ticket, but he's focused on his, his board, he's focused on this griddle. So he's saying, griddle, Corey, you need this on, this on, this end. It's a single, double, throw on an order. You know, because you're in a truck and people are right outside, you know, it's only two inch walls, right? right. Everybody here and they love it. You know, they can hear us working and uh, the efficiency of it. And it comes it's actually practical. almost like a little bit of a show. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a little bit like a show because yeah. anybody that watches like the television shows, you know, MasterChef and all those, they're not real depictions of how an efficient kitchen works because they're all about the drama. Yes. So when somebody that, you know, thinks they know about restaurants from watching TV, here's a real one operate the way you guys are describing. They're super impressed because, you know, all they see is the, the drama and the mess on TV. And now you guys are showing this is how it's really done. People yeah. know what they're doing can turn this food out. Yeah, and they can hear it. They don't hear us uh, freaking out, yelling at each right. other. You know, it's fun to hear laughter. We got music going. Sometimes we're singing. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, people like it, I think. Yeah, they want to be a part of that. You know, they want to order more food to hear you guys sing more. I mean, it's that's great. Yeah. No, yeah, you almost use the music as a metronome when it gets really busy. Yeah. So, you, so you can keep pace with yourself. I never really thought about that, but that's a good point. I always used to... Whenever we would drop food, especially the fried food parts, that would be my thing to race. I want to get all the stuff I'm supposed to get done before the fried food gets up, you know, whatever yeah. the fried food was. Because I mainly did, you know, like um, uh, mozzarella sticks and, and um, uh, mushrooms. You know, things are going to take three or four minutes to fry. And that was my race. I want to get all of my sandwiches done by the time the fries are up. And that's the fun stuff, right? Creating those little uh, little things in your head to get enjoy service, right? The little races, the little games with uh, your coworkers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's what makes the, the time go by. All right, so you guys are going to open, hopefully, here in the next couple of weeks. So what are you doing between now and then? You said everything's already set up. Is there anything you haven't done yet? We have that work wall that I sent you a picture <laughs> of, and it's pretty full of things that need yeah. to be done. Keep erasing it and uh, refilling it up for some reason. Oh um, you know what? Nothing that's um, vital. Like, uh, you know, once we get uh, power and water, you know, all the suppliers are set up, so it's just bringing the food in. All of our services, like uh, waste, uh, septic, all linens, I bring it all in. Uh, everybody's been notified. Uh, I use a, a company that filters my fryer oil. He comes in once a week. He'll clean out my fryers, remove my oil, take it with him. Uh, so I have a no oil, so I don't have to collect oil at all. And my fryers are always perfect. Yeah, you know what? Nothing that uh, isn't set in the place. Like we want to get, uh, you know, the, maybe a, a bigger uh, fridge <laughs> or something like that. Or, you know, we have a wish list going. But other than oh. that, I think everything that's vital has been taken care of. So really, once we get water oh, and power, all I have to do is uh, uh, book my uh, book my hookups and inspections. And done. Just wait for the gates. 
I know. Yeah. We can't even get on it to clean it until the lease is signed. So we're just waiting. To yeah, it's more of a sitting here spinning, thinking there's more to do than there actually yeah. is. We spent a couple hours at a casino yeah. for dinner. We're trying to actually relax and do some normal things. <laughs> Between now and then, are you going to be doing any more social media? Or are you Are you really waiting until you see uh, construction yeah. activity? <laughs> well, I, I'm on it almost all the time. I, I sent you a few pictures there. I'm, I'm getting every couple minutes, when are you opening, when are you opening? So I'm staying incredibly polite with that one. Uh, once we get the recognition from the township, right. I had asked for a recognition uh, certificate. So the mayor signing a, a certificate for us for our second year opening up. So I'll post that. So right now I'm just just teasers basically just a matter because they want to know when we're going to be open but i don't want to disappear at the same time so marketplace will keep the ads running and the next social media will be the uh, the recognition sheet and after that we, the, we've got a lot of event planning stuff going on we've got um, a couple ball tournaments that are going to be running three four nights live music so we've yeah we've already been approached for a red eye ball tournament with uh entertainment and uh what are so that's pretty cool yeah live music so i'll start promoting some of the dates and times of some exciting things that are happening yeah and the, the park's right next to our local arena so the arena also hosts its own events yeah. uh a lot during the summer like different craft shows and stuff like auto that, so. shows yeah. uh different just trade shows and stuff like that so that in itself uh staying connected on socials with all that kind of stuff letting people know that we're around when those things are around still that that still happens while uh, we're not open but yeah that oh, kind of stuff. Sure. so do you guys have a goal set i guess comparing to last year what you want to be say percentage wise above last year either in guest count or dollars a percentage our, our big thing is is to, to absorb what happened last year and apply what for this year yeah. that's our that's our big goal this year is take what we learned last year and apply it to what we can do this year to succeed because that was for people on a trailer every single day well and for this season too like you know, last season we didn't get open till june 9th so like realistically up here in canada you know if we can open you know second third week of april we can recap about eight weeks of uh of sales that we didn't have last year yeah. that's almost that's almost 25 to 30 percent increase over sales of last year right there add in the menu price increasing obviously costs have gone up but i i really think that we could be seeing upwards to 35, 40% increase in sales. Adding a hot dog. I know that's a lot, <laughs> but you know, just doing the math and uh, I ran all the numbers from last year. I, I, I know how much beef I'm going to use on a Monday already. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it looks uh, super possible. We were averaging, I think, uh, was it 14.7 last year a week? Yeah, we can, uh, we can definitely hit uh, 35, 40% increase, I think. Based on the fact that you guys opened, you know, like you said, in June, those yeah. extra weeks, that's part of that 40% increase. And then part of the dollar increase is going to be there. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like where you're going to be is a more active area. Yeah, it actually uh, scares us just a bit. Yeah, because um, as soon as you know, everything off, I was like, okay, that's well, here's a lot a of stuff going on. Staffing hasn't changed from last year to this year. You know, I don't know what happened down in uh, in the States as far as workforce, but it's, uh, you know, the restaurant industry is having a really hard time with uh, people wanting to work in the industry. Yeah. So right now we're, we're not full staff capacity is in compared to last year. And uh -huh. last year, six, that took, uh, I worked 195 days straight. 
you know what I mean? Like, we, you know, that's not half our fault because we wanted to be open. We, we right. built our hours because these are our hours, right? Uh, we just couldn't attract anybody to the truck to, to help us out. And by the time, you know, people were around, it was too late, right? You know, if we can get a couple more people, that'd be great. But we're looking to start the season only five days a week. So you're kind of trading off a little bit then, even though you're going to be open earlier, yeah. you're losing two days a week. You're going to do that all through the summer as well? I think well, it'll, it'll just be a start until we can attract and train, and then we'll slowly add those days back in. But 100%, like, you know, Monday, Tuesdays, you know, they were our slowest days. So, you know, it might take us uh, a 2000 or $2,500 hit for the week. But, you know, we should be able to gain those back on our other days with the uh, activities and just the basic traffic flow the park gets. So I'm kind of hoping it won't hurt us. And then when we add those days, it'll just be extra bonus. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to work that much this year. <laughs> I'll work a lot, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Screw that. It really screws with your uh, uh, really screws with your mentality. So you know, anybody who's listening to this podcast, don't forget to take time for yourself, yeah. or you'll lose all focus. You just it just you just go on automate uh, and just become too automotive, and you miss things. You're not sharp anymore. You're just executing. That's it. Tomorrow we are talking about being a part of the community. Thank you so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck business. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business.